everybody. Welcome back to the great and terrible AHS. We are talking about season two, episode eight, Unholy Night. It's the Christmas episode. Ta-da! Um, why is it the Christmas episode, you might ask? And that would be a great question to be answered by uh, Slow Beef. Hey. Mm. How <laughs> are Shadow you? Shadow Lovely. Hello. <laughs> hey. Got me in the, got mean, me sipping seltzer. Got him. I love to <laughs> gotta keep him guessing. Um, just like this episode, except for the fact that like nothing happens, no new reveals happen. It's like truly no information for the audience. Um, if you thought anything was gonna move forward, you can kiss my ass because it's not. It's just simply not happening. This episode. <laughs> um, whoo! Really, one of them that for me at least highlights the frustration of. Damn, they don't know pacing. They'll just do like a huge amount of plot dump all at once and then forget about the show for like two episodes and be like, oh my God, right, aliens. I'm going <laughs> uh, like, to really... tell you what I think the modus operandi of this episode is. Uh, hey, we got the guy from Deadwood to guest star for an yeah. episode. Yeah, for anyway. sure. Here's our guest star. Here's our famous guest star uh, yes. who uh, oh. you all know and love, who's also Blackbeard from Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead, yeah. You might know him now. Is this guy like a hot yeah. property at the time? Yeah, uh, he was like the kind of the star. He was sort of like the villain on Deadwood. I didn't really yeah. watch Deadwood, but. He he definitely is an established actor. Uh, yeah. Ian McShane he's, is his name. Yeah. You might know him more recently from he's the hotel guy, the owner of the hotel in John Wick in the John Wick movies. Yeah, he's on. So I that's think like a more John recent Wicks. kind of thing. But he's you know he's one of those I, kinds of like actors <laughs> with a good voice, you know. Yeah, he so. definitely uh, went on to better things after yeah. American Horror Story. Um, but yeah, he's our uh, our titular guest star for this episode because we needed one of those. We needed to introduce another character who gets um his own. <laughs> Opening sequence, um, for some reason, I guess. Yeah. You'd think this is where they would like establish his lore. It's not. You ever you ever have an opening sequence so completely and totally detached from the main plot or anything that's been involved in the main plot up to this point that you have to stop the episode and do a quick check that you didn't get the wrong episode or that like Hulu didn't really goof it up and just serve me the wrong one. Like I had to look up a plot summary to double check. Yes, this is the right episode. It is. Um, this whole thing though, um, yeah, just completely from another universe left field left field storming the main field as fast as it can (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and um i had to like i had to piece together the timeline myself because it doesn't give us like a title card um but it is six days specifically six days before christmas 1962 which is two years prior to the events that we are currently watching in briarcliff it's Um, also sometimes known as december 19th 1962 but yeah, sure, so American true. Horror Story. I don't. We won't. I don't, we don't have I don't, to do. I don't even yeah. know why they mention it because, like, they he they make him very specifically say, "Oh, it's six days before Christmas." Like, yeah, right. Uh, okay, and like, why is why can't it just be on Christmas? It doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> they make it specifically. It has no relevance to the plot. But it's six days before Christmas, uh, and like a little kid and his mom are walking outside a store that's very clearly not open because like there's no cars in the parking lot. Um, and mm. there's like a one of those Santas outside who Salvation like rings Army. the bell. Yeah, so off legally distinct Salvation Army Santa. 
um, right. is out there. <laughs> uh, and then he gets some money from the lady. And then some dude who looks like the devil um, in every property ever, uh, also known as Lee Emerson, that's the character's name, um, shows up in like a very expensive looking coat um, and starts kind of harassing the Salvation Army Santa. Um for no real discernible reason and don't worry it, we're not going to get a good reason why this dude like um harasses the santa first uh and then the santa's like hey man i'm not really santa claus i uh i just ring a bell to get me out of the house a couple times a week uh, and raise money for charity or whatever uh, and then that guy shoots him in the head. <laughs> he like specifically is like, I need to get away from my freaking wife for a couple hours every day. And the guy's like, but um, what about your list? And he's like, what are you, what are you talking about my list? <laughs> <laughs> what if I shot you eight times in the parking lot of this grocery store? Here, hey, here's my controversial horror take. Gun, guns, not great for the medium, you know? I agree. Like, I actually, I fully agree. I've always kind of stood, um, I've always kind of stood by that, like guns as a weapon in a movie or at a franchise puts it more on the, um, like the action category rather than yeah. horror. Um, I don't know if that's just uh, me being very American and desensitized to gun violence, but like to me, um, it's, horror movies where a gun is used is like very nothing it's just too fast yeah. yeah it's too fast is like a big part of it right and like the threat is really just will or will not like the thing is i feel like with horror like a lot of the way like horror presents in like psychological horror right it isn't about whether or not the person will do it they explicitly will do it like it's a question of how they do it what they do it with and like how they find you or how they get you. yeah a lot, of, a lot of times it's specifically how they get you because like if they get you we know what happens and the threat of like a gun just is like yeah it's too easy from like too yeah. far away there's just like it, it's too hard to deal that, with, i think you know? that's like, the it's thing like, yeah i'm gonna great i'm gonna live in a bunker that's yeah the, that's yeah. the end of the movie <laughs> like that's the thing is like if if person a has a gun and person b does not have a gun it's pretty much a done fight like there's no like chance that person b unless it's can, an action movie right unless yeah. like john wick shows like a, up a, like a hot <laughs> flip kick and like kick the gun away and then like pancreation and punch him in the chest or whatever yeah exactly yeah but like if it's just like a crazy person with a knife like I mean, you're probably going to have a bad time, but you could fight back if you f should feel so inclined. There's it's, a chance that you might you might be able to wrestle it away or something. I think it's like, yeah, and it's too, it's so instant. There's like a movie, um, oh God, I can't think of the guy. It's uh, named Hush, basically. It's, it's, it's He's like an, he's like a famous like horror director lately. He did mm -hmm. Dr. Sleep and uh, a lot of the Netflix stuff. I can't think, whatever. So anyway, and it's like, even that guy like in it has a crossbow, which like is funny because that almost sounds like you're like nitpicking or something, but it kind of does work better because it's a little more visceral and it's like something you can theoretically run from and not just be instantly killed when someone pulls the trigger when you're not looking. You know what I mean? Like it, it just kind of doesn't work with their like a little instant death sort of stick or whatever, you know? Or there's a chance it misfires or also it... <laughs> The other thing is it doesn't make a ton of noise because that can be another yes. form of horror, right? Is like 
very silent thing. In fact, isn't there literally a guy in Metal Gear Solid 3 who refers to himself as the fear who bounces around in trees with crossbows? And the problem is you can't hear or see him. <laughs> and that's why it's like kind of done as a horror thing. Like that's, yeah, crossbows way more workable than like a shotgun. Cause yeah, like what is he going to do? Like, shoot you with a shotgun and leave that's not really horrifying that's just like murder <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah but yeah i 100 i 100 percent agree with slow yeah. beef um once a gun is introduced um it just it changes the like not to downplay obviously gun violence but like it's i don't know it just doesn't work for there's, horror for me if if you want to get nitpicky there's certain things like war horror which is a very underserved like genre which okay fine obviously you know what i mean like you can find little things here and there but yeah it, it's it's usually <laughs> like not a staple of horror for good reason you know or like the purge where they really ham it up and like everyone yeah. has like a mini gun strapped to the back of their like van or whatever like Something like that, where it is one of many things, many tools at people's disposal in a very wild scenario. Or si the siren games for PlayStation 2 where you go, holy shit, they made guns work? And it's the only example. But that's his. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this dude just straight up murders um, fake Santa Claus. And then it cuts to him just like being in someone's house randomly. It doesn't show how he gets there or anything. He's just yep. there and he's playing with a train set. And for some reason, their kid of the house um, comes downstairs, um, which is odd given that like he's about to say, it's six days before Christmas. And instead of being um, scared because it's not Christmas, this is the dumbest child in the entire world. And she's like, oh, this guy who doesn't have a white beard and is just in my house um, six days before Christmas. That's probably Santa Claus. This, this checks out. All his credentials check out. He's covered in blood, <laughs> but mm, this checks out. Um, and yeah. he's like, hey, uh, you, you want to go take me to see your parents? And she's like, hell yeah, brother, let's get up there. And they go up to uh, her parents' room, and he holds a gun to the mom's head and tells yeah. the dad to get up. And then he ties them up downstairs um, with uh, with Christmas lights um, that are plugged in, by the way, uh, which seems yeah. real impractical uh, just overall as a tactic. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't have concrete evidence to prove that uh it, that it that it wouldn't work but it doesn't seem like it would because the cords that christmas I, lights are I made out like of would, would be too slippery you would need like i think the big thing is like they're a lot of times either like a rubber or plastic composite and like those and like copper core that would stretch for yeah, sure it's like stretchy two adults and only a few like a few wires of it you yeah, just have absolutely. to, you'd have to slip just, down you just like sink down in your seat and it would retain the shape of you and tell the other person like hey brace you know, and then i would fall forwards really hard and then there would be enough <laughs> space yeah. for one of us to just leave because it would be way stretched out yeah you know what too like ian mcshane like nothing against him he's not a very imposing like if this was like a really big guy or something where you're like oh, okay i can see how he like could overpower be imposing but he's just like a guy. He's like a dirty guy in a Santa suit. You know what I mean? It doesn't really... Yeah. Who know. has like a very mildly kind of like mafioso vibe to him. Like a yeah. very, very mild mafioso vibe to him. It's very odd. He sounds um, like... Yeah. I mean, nothing against Ian McShane, who I think does have a pretty good voice, but he sounds kind of like someone doing a Pacino impression. Because yeah. it's a little like, you know, like, I'm Santa Claus and I'm going to kill you, you know, kind of thing. Because he does that like bombastic <laughs> beep. 
<laughs> and speaking of him being Santa Claus and he's going to kill you, mm-hmm. um, he has both of them tied up and he says like, all right, I'm feeling like I'm in the Christmas spirit. So your present is you get to choose which one of you dies first. He then gives them like one exchange each, like doesn't lean into it, doesn't play up the horror of making them make this horrifying yeah. choice. Like they're just like, he's like, all right, choose which one of you dies first. And one of them's like, please don't kill us, sir. And the other one's like, yeah, please. We don't really want to die. Thanks. And he's like, yeah, this gimmick sucks. You're right. Bang, bang. <laughs> he just shoots both yeah. of them like, really quick. He just like throws the gimmick in the trash immediately. Well, which we find re- out later he kills 18 people that night. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, brother, when you had them tied up and were giving them your manifesto, it seemed like you were going to like fuck with them for a while before you hey. killed them. Like, you do you not have a schedule to adhere to? You have 18 more people to go kill. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, I, maybe they're, I was thinking maybe they're the last ones. And this is like when he was like tired. He's like, ah, you know. Oh, right. you know what? That's true. Because he did have blood on him. He did have blood on him. So that that is actually possible. But um, I do like thinking this is like three. So like number maybe like five and six or like four and five out of 18. And he was just like, really fuck that one up. Well, let's try again. <laughs> yeah, let's let's, let's re-roll this. He's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, that he, like he kind of negates his whole shtick of like being and it's what's <laughs> unclear is it's unclear if he wants to be Santa or if he hates Santa. It's not clear yeah. like which one of those it is. And when we find out his actual lore later on, it's going to make even less sense. Um, but then the opening <laughs> sequence plays. <laughs> Make a nasty Christmas choice. Please don't make us make a nasty Christmas choice. Hey, fuck this. Bang. All right, well, anyway, American Horror Story is kind of how the intro goes. Yeah. Um, wow, it's something else. Uh, it's time to get back to Mary Eunice. And Mary Eunice is going to have a lot of, like, confusing involvement. This, I think she ends up being, like, the most pivotal character overall this episode. I mean, she's definitely involved like, in the most things, if right. nothing else. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's weird. Like, there's a lot of people being like, I'm on to you. And, and then just not really acting on it in a meaningful way. And also Mary Eunice being like, yeah, I know. And just also not acting <laughs> on it in a meaningful way. Yeah. So uh, That's a good way to put yeah. it, is just her being like, uh-huh. What's up? What are you, you going to do about it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's present day, by the way. You've got, you've got a demon in you. I've got a demon in me that loves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a demon that loves Christmas, which is not, um, not necessarily, there's going to be a lot of demon rules that are, that will be explained in this episode that are very confusing. Yes. Um, rules. My favorite <laughs> thing about horror. You know, like how we introduced rules for the angel of death in the last episode that they just didn't adhere to in the one episode that character was in. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Christmas present day and Mary Eunice is like, I guess, setting up for the Christmas festivities. Um, what's weird is like she's treating this like it's part of some big master plan. But as of right now, um, she wouldn't have a reason to be setting up the plan that she's setting up with this tree. Um, because we have not established why she's doing this yet. She doesn't even know that her motivation for doing this is happening yet. Uh, but she's setting up a tree and she blows like a loud whistle to get everyone to shut the fuck up. And she's like, Christmas is back, baby. I know last year some shit happened that we'll go into in a minute. Um, but this year we're doing Christmas again. And um, she's like, everybody give me your teeth and hair. I'm going to use it as ornaments on the tree. 
Uh, and everyone's like, all right, sounds good to me. Uh, and everyone gives her a little bit of hair or their teeth or um, empty syringes. Uh, you know, little bits and bobs. And they decorate the tree with it. Arden walks in and sees this and is like, okay, you little freak, I'm I'm out of here. And then leaves promptly Everyone after. Everyone makes a small sacrifice for the greater good because there's nothing more evil than a socialist. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you can Thank get you, out American. of there, Arden. Thank you, American <laughs> Horror Story. Uh, <laughs> and then it cuts to Frank in Arden's, like, surgery ward, question mark, uh, and Grace's dead body is there, and Frank's, like, obviously very distraught, in case you guys have forgotten who Frank is, he's the security guard, uh, who didn't like that Grace had to pee during movie night, um, and he's, like, apologizing profusely to her corpse or whatever, um, and I was like, damn, it's really weird to have this character be, like, so weirdly protective of her body, and, like, like super weird about her being dead because they really haven't interacted aside from the oh women always pissing like interaction um and then i remembered that like he was trying to shoot kit and she jumped in front of the bullet because that's such a dumb fucking plot point that i forgot that it had happened um and so he feels real bad that he shot grace instead of kit even though it wasn't his fault arguably um no mention of the monster that brutally eviscerated a nun um, seconds before that happened. <laughs> and the corpse of the monster um, was in in the same room as it's, all of this that transpired. No one brings that up for some reason. Every time those it, monsters are involved, nobody ever brings them up for some reason. Why do you need? You don't need to. No, it's funny you had said that earlier because, like, I also had forgotten about this plot point. So I'm like, why are they humanizing Frank finally? Like, what is he need yeah. character, you know? But. Yeah, it's, like, weird, like, because, like, in the last episode, he was, like, kind of nice to, like, the suicidal guy. And I'm like, all right, so Frank's, like, our one nice guy, I guess. And I'm like, Frank oh, well, he's not. He's, arc. he's being nice again, I guess. Like Frank is, Frank is turning into an ally and we support him, I guess. I, I don't know. We need a reason to kill Frank, is where it yeah. really is. Unfortunately, yes. Um, and that's, uh, like, pretty much the end of that. Um, he kind of, like, mentions to Arden, like, oh, I feel so bad about shooting her. I'm going to turn myself into the police. And Arden's like, bet. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> the best part is Arden's like, but um, you shot an innocent woman, so they'll probably come for you too. And then uh, he's just immediately like, yeah, that's fine. I probably deserve it, honestly. It's yeah. fine. I'll serve my time. I saw like monsters, so I do need to like do something about this. <laughs> like, I like that Frank's the one person, the most normal guy. And so he's just like, yeah, no, there were there were like monsters, man. Like, I'm sorry. We can't fuck around with this no more. <laughs> Yeah, thank God someone finally had the cojones to say it. Um, now it's time for um, kind of a strange one of many scenes um, where Mary Eunice is just vibing in what is now her office, and Jude is just there, um, dressed as a nun. She's decided that since she didn't actually drunk drive and kill a child, um, that now she's uh, the nun version of John Wick. Uh, and she's here and has a straight razor to Mary Eunice's neck. Um, you'd think that demons would have like, I don't know, some kind of sensing ability, like some kind of spidey sense or something. Um, you mean along none. with the telekinesis? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, she had she had internalized and suffered her entire life for one kill, and then she found out the universe owes it to her, and she's about to use it on Mary Eunice. <laughs> she has the the strongest form of the killing intent. She's in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So here's where we start our demon rules. Um. Because Jude starts to give like a little monologue. Well, she's got a knife to Mary Eunice's neck, and she's like. I knew there was probably a demon in this asylum. And I was like, well, how could there be a demon in the asylum with nobody knowing? And how could it be, you know, like hanging around with all these crucifixes and stuff? Because it's a demon and demons hate those things. And you know what I realized is that that it must be inside of a nun. Because that would make you immune to all the things that demons are weak to. Yeah? <laughs> is that that's a thing? Which doesn't wait, okay, hold on. So this is like literally backwards from every mechanic in everything I've ever been involved in, where like usually being extremely holy gives you protection from yeah. you know, like evil spells and stuff and like demonic possession and things like that because presumably the way the mechanics work in lore and in universe are god is on your side (laughs) and if something is trying to get in your shit god says hey man no (laughs) like it is the it, it is the uh the the you know Thing. the end state going to mom and saying mom help yeah <laughs> they're so they're so bad that things of goodness like god like repel them or something right you know and like yeah. also what kind of sucks too is that this the demon's been here in a non-nun form at the start you know but didn't seem too bothered by it you know when it was in the kid didn't seem bothered at all also they're treating the asylum like it's a church or like a cathedral or something and it's right. not it's just an asylum so yeah I, I mean, like, a, a demon could hypothetically be, like, literally anywhere, and I don't think it would have too many problems, because um, it's not like the asylum is, like, church-themed, even. I just don't understand either how your first assumption wouldn't just be like, okay, iconography isn't effective. You if, can't just put up a picture of a cross and say, get out of here, you hate this. They can just be like, okay, okay man, I'm staying, though. <laughs> like, you know, that wouldn't be the first assumption. The first assumption is, must have got in a nun. Is some kind of <laughs> nun bear here? And, and it has to be this way nun. There's no this way out. it could be any other nuns here. I would, have, I would really have liked to, though, if, like, I would have respected the demon if it said something like, you know what, there's a lot of priest stank in this place, and that's why, but, you know. Yeah, something. Something. Uh, Give me a, liter- yeah. Literally anything, actually, because the way that they play it off is they have um whatever the demon inside of Mary Eunice's name is be like, yep, yeah, uh, Mary Eunice is just so holy um, that being in her body protects me from uh, like the rosary, but- the crucifixes and stuff. Um, also, she's not, though, right? Because, like, technically right. she had, like, a psychologically bad thing happen to her, which is why, you know? Which is not great for Faith, per se, right? Also, the end conclusion of this is Jude being like, so, only way uh, only way I can get you out of here for good is um, if, I cut her, if I cut her fucking throat. If I cut Murder. her throat, and then where are you going to go? Yep. And it's like, but that... 
Wait, so you're telling me you believe in God and also you believe that God has so deeply fumbled the bag that the system <laughs> is that if you believe in him too good, then if a demon gets in you, it's GG's. You, that, that's, that's how this works. You get a this super is like demon. truly like some, some bad old tabletop RPG design of just like, yeah, there's a workaround where if you possess a holy, not like a paladin, it just no one can get you. <laughs> you need to like roll class. a 20 though yeah it's really that's, that's what I was saying is I'm like man this just means that like vampire nuns would be like unstoppable because crucifixes would have no effect on them whatsoever so they could just get away with whatever they wanted that's that's Bayonetta they're just witch nuns <laughs> yeah that makes sense in retrospect <laughs> oh my god and yeah like the Jude is like I'm gonna slit her throat so that her soul can go to heaven and then where are you gonna go and the demon's like probably you I don't know I'll just hop into another person I don't give a shit and she's like oh foiled <laughs> like- yeah <laughs> and then they have a weird telekinesis fight and by that I mean um the demon um throws a bunch of canes and records at Jude with her mind question mark um and then arden walks in and is like oh sorry to interrupt um <laughs> what's up and then mary Eunice is like throw jude out get jude thrown out by security and as she's being like escorted out jude is like arden um i know you're a nazi or whatever but uh you got that's she's a demon she's a demon arden she's fucked up don't listen to her she's fucked up as if arden isn't already acutely aware of this in some mm-hmm. capacity. Um, then there's a very confusing scene that has no payoff of um, what looks like Mary Eunice holding Arden's hand, but she really passes him a key. Uh, that doesn't get a payoff as far as I know. There are keys no, later. No, it's supposed to be... Uh, this is a red herring to build up to another scene later to try and make that also very obvious trap seem more convincing. It does not work because no one would read it that way unless they're like reading about it later the day they've watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing. And this is when Arden is like, hey, Mary Eunice, by the way, Frank is going to confess to the crime, the quote unquote crime that he did. Um, which was having someone jump in front of his gun. Um, and Mary Eunice is like, that shit sucks. We got to do something about that. Keep in mind, this is when she hears about this. So anything she's done up until now could not have been motivated by it. Um, and then Mary Eunice goes to visit Lee, the Santa guy. And she's like, hey, little buddy. Uh, you want a Santa Claus outfit? And he's like, boy, do I. Um, and we, we get a flashback to, I guess, the reason why we don't celebrate Christmas at Briarcliff anymore, which was last year. Um, and Lee is there because it's been a year, I guess, since he was incarcerated uh, at Briarcliff, which, uh, again, I think I said this in the group chat. This is now like the third or fourth serial killer we just have hanging out. At Briarcliff, but this is the only yeah, one they put asylum. in. Yeah, they, <laughs> this is the only one they put in solitary. I guess because he did a murder, because he's not in solitary hey. in Christmas. Mm-hmm. Hey, quick question. Sure, please. Oh, uh, why does an asylum have 
solitary confinement. <laughs> yeah. That's not a thing. Asylums need or have. That's not, that's for the penitentiary. Like, no, no guys, come no, on. No, That's for jail. You don't understand. They, this is American Horror Story Season 2 Asylum slash Church slash Prison. You see, <laughs> it, it really is like it. they're like making some kind of weird super jail situation out of like three different horror tropes. It's Arkham like, Asylum, obviously. Oh my God, you're right. It is. It's also a spooky castle. Don't forget. It's also a spooky and ca- aliens like are there. Rattling. And there's That's aliens the way. and it's a small southern town. Quick yeah. aside. We have a demon. We have an uh-huh. alien. We have a Nazi. Santa yeah. Claus serial killer is kind of a step down. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's kind of like, sure. yeah, like, we're kind of not escalating anymore. I mean, the and way he already... kills the guy in this next scene is pretty hard. All right, yeah. Cool. We, we already also have three other serial killers in this show. We didn't need a fourth one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's true. There's that one guy, too. That's a good point. Also, this guy, like, the way they try, I think the way they do try to end up kicking him up is by making him extra gross. So, hey, as a heads up, this guy gets involved in a lot of sexual violence and saying a lot of gross things related to said sexual violence so if that is like if that's a thing that you don't want to deal with i'll see you in the next episode space cow cow folks i understand um but yeah because this guy gets uh just really direct and gross with a lot of it in a way that is going to be really hard to dance around um so we're just not going to so i'm just going to give you a heads up yep okay due diligence done complete all right Let's go. I guess, like, this is, again, the bar in hell. Um, The only redeeming, I'm doing air quotes, uh, factor is, unlike other less tasteful episodes of American Horror Story, um, (laughs) nothing is actually done. There's no, like, actual, like, acts committed. Yeah. It's just a lot of, like, vulgarities and talking about things. Threats Um, of, yeah. Or, like... And violence and, like, build up to and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, so this was this is the thing he did last year that got Christmas canceled. And it's Mm -hmm. even though he killed 18 people the year before um, and I guess was convicted of it. um, They sent him to Briarcliff and he's hanging out and he's just out and about in the like common room with his handcuffs on. And they're getting ready to take like a Christmas photo. And Jude's trying to, like, orchestrate everybody where they need to be or whatever. Um, And he's like, I don't want to be handcuffed. And she's like, you got to be handcuffed. You killed 18 people. And he's like, I don't want to. And she, like, smacks him. (laughs) The clarification is very strange, too. Because, again, it's not a prison. And what she says is he's like, I don't want to be handcuffed. And she's like, well, you you have to be handcuffed. And he's like, but don't you want to have a nice Christmas photo with all the happy smiling faces and stuff? It looks like I'm caged up or whatever. And she's like, no, that's actually the point is we want people to see that you're like under control and in chains and stuff. That's what they're paying us for, which just had me literally throw up my hands and just in a very like you're a crossing guard voice. I was like, you're an asylum. Like, that's not what you do. It's not your job. You, you don't hold serial killer criminals. That's no, you do not. Like Kit is an outlier because Kit, it was in the air, whether he did it or not. And his story was so wild that people just assumed he needed to go to an asylum until 
evaluation and investigation was done. That's why he's there. They don't just take serial killers, man. That's right. not yeah. the idea. No. Uh, Especially like they like oh. they forgot the reasoning for their own like <laughs> setting, right? Yeah, especially yeah. one that like isn't crazy. Like we're gonna find out his like why yeah. he is the yeah, way he is in like thing. just a minute. And he's like not crazy. He's not like unhinged. Like he just has a weird fixation on Christmas because of oh. something bad that happened. Also, his response to being offered to go serial killer mode again is no, please. I don't want to do that. You don't know how I get when I'm when I'm in that. You cannot give that to me. <laughs> like his response isn't like yum yum, give me the murder. It's please leave me. Like he is a conscientious objector to what is being said yeah. in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, during the flashback, um, Jude's like tilted because they have one of the orderlies like wearing a Santa Claus hat, and that's not like Christian Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird war on Christmas themes in this episode, yeah, right? which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Lee, the Santa Claus murderer guy, uh, he's about to get his gift from the orderly who's dressed as Santa. And I guess the Santa Claus hat triggers him and he goes fucking feral and rips his jugular out with his teeth. Uh, and that's why Christmas was canceled at Briarcliff last year. But it's back this year. Ta-da. Um, it's it's funnier than that, Liz. You missed one detail that is so crucial to this event, which is, it, as it is specifically being done as a picture for the town paper, as, like, the headline picture, right before... As the guy in the Santa hat is walking up and you can see the build up to he is about to get killed in some way. I assumed it would be like using the cuffs to like wrap the chain around his neck and like choke him out. That way it would be, you know, thematic to it. Mm. Um, No, (laughs) they didn't didn't go for that. Um, But right before you see it happen. Through the door walks Big Scoops Kataki, <laughs> who just walks in with his full ass old timey camera. Like I'm here for the big scoops. I'm here. I'm here to take the photo for the paper. You're here for here for your Christmas photo, eh, Sister Dude? And then, like <laughs> ten seconds later, this guy lunges over and bites like truly a zombie mouthful <laughs> of this man's neck. Um, and Big Scoops Kataki just lunges in from a third of the room away and goes what a scoop <laughs> damn it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and that's why christmas was canceled at briar i just got my front page I, I, now i love i love the implication to me at least that the writers were like well if someone got killed that wouldn't be enough for jude if someone just got murdered in the middle of all of the everyone there that wouldn't be enough to dissuade her for christmas oh it must have been a scoop yeah <laughs> She hates journalists. That's Jude's least favorite thing as a journalist. She really does. The bad press means no more Christmas. And also the murders, yeah. The gruesome. And that, so like, that's the like. The gruesome scoop. Sorry, God. I guess that's like our our backstory to our backstory because then it cuts back to Mary Eunice who's like trying to get him to put on like the Santa outfit that she's got him in his solitary confinement cell and she's like dude doesn't work here anymore don't you ever just that meme that's like don't you ever just want to go ape shit that's mary eunice right now to him while offering him the thing and he's like no i don't want it don't you know what that does to me and she's like yeah i'm gonna um exposition your own backstory to you here for a second 
Yeah, because um, it's just like, yeah, she absolutely does that. And it starts, it starts with fucking lame Miz. <laughs> you were arrested for stealing a loaf of bread. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's like, she's like, you were, you were serious you were right now. Yeah, you were, I know what happened to you. You were just a little fella who stole a loaf of bread and then went to jail. And I'm like, literally lame is. I'm dying. And I'm like, this was the '60s. I don't think they sent you to like real jail for a loaf oh. of bread. Like, also, hey, um, oh my god, um, oh, what was I was gonna say, uh, the, it, it's such a strange choice to try and like. This reads to me exclusively as they are trying to make us empathize with him, which is why would yeah. they do that based on what he does before this or after this? There's no reason for us to have any empathy or sympathy for this character. And they so badly, God, so badly, did they want to have like some semblance of a reason why he's like so fixated on Christmas and Santa Claus specifically. So the story is that he was in jail for stealing like a little fellow loaf, loaf of bread. Um, a loaf of bread. Like real jail, not just like uh, being held like at the station. Yeah. Like he's in real jail with like guards and prison guards and whatnot. Um, and all of the guards went Christmas caroling? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is uh, that. busy that... wassling. God damn it. <laughs> I'm As... like, I don't. I don't think that's a thing that they would do, but that's fine. So what I love is that there are stories of like huge swaths of guards going missing at the same time and just being like, it'll be fine. Um, Usually, though, it's like NBA finals, <laughs> the Super Bowl, things like that, where they're like, ah, who's, who's going to break in during the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not like, we're all going to go on a Christmas carol together. <laughs> like, no. We all love going Christmas caroling so much. We're all going to leave this prison unattended um, to go Christmas caroling. Um, and in the time that what they were cool. gone, instead of everyone um, breaking out of jail like they would probably if all the guards inexplicably like disappeared, um, they all decide to sexually assault Lee? Question mark for some <sighs> reason. Um, were they wearing Santa outfits? You might be asking, and that's why he's got a thing against Santa. No. That's the end of the story. Um, there's really no Santa affiliation at all. Um, it's just he's got a weird thing because the guards all went Christmas caroling and then he got assaulted. Um, and that's why he kills people on Christmas and also gets super triggered by Santa themed stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, that follows. Track. I, I I can't <laughs> shrug any harder than I'm shrugging because it's, it's just the most what the fuck backstory they could have given a character um they just really needed him to be a christmas themed serial killer they really needed him um i'm going to throw you a freebie american horror story writers if you are listening to this for some reason um there's a really super low-hanging fruit that you can use for a scary santa thing and it's literally the naughty or nice list it is a free mechanic for a serial killer naughty and nice list it's it writes itself Truly, just give somebody a complex. And, they, and don't worry. And they try to they try to play that in. It just it they go by it so fast that it doesn't read. Cause like he literally responds that way when she's like, 
you know, you don't understand. And she does the backstory and he goes like, yeah, I, I understood who was naughty and nice. I, I could tell I I was the like just basically it's just like I was the arbiter. But it's one sentence and then they never play off of it again. Yeah. And he so never uses it when he's killing people. It's just I kill people yeah. indiscriminately. Like that orderly was not on the na- the naughty list. He yeah. was just happened to be wearing a Santa hat and he got his neck bit off. Like <laughs> also he like also again remember the intro ha- of this character had him make them like a nasty Christmas choice which isn't a th- <laughs> Christmas isn't a deciding holiday yeah. it's not there's no like choice mechanics in Christmas generally speaking <laughs> and he wasn't like are you naughty or, or were you naughty or were you nice like yeah. okay like a mild yeah. spoiler for one of our bonus episodes but there's a Christmas themed bonus episode that we did with a nasty Santa Claus and like his whole deal was like, yeah, if you were naughty, he's going to fucking kill you. Yeah, he's like judging you. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> yeah, kind of works. He, yeah. He like made sure you were a shitty person and then he fucked you up because naughty people it's, didn't deserve good Christmas. Justice thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is just this a guy. guy just, this he's is just a guy. Fuck. Yeah. Who, he um, he could have been the Arbor Day villain for all we care. It's not really. <laughs> the Easter like, Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> So Mary Eunice is just vibing in her office and Arden walks in and goes, all right, time for a test. And Mary Eunice goes, you celebrate Nazi Christmas? Is that different from regular Christmas or is it the same as regular Christmas? And he just goes, shut up. Oh, my God. Here's a cube. And she goes, what is it? Like some crappy cologne? You probably have dog shit taste. Is this some Woolworth? You give me some, give me that some of the Woolworth shit. And he goes, just open it, please. Uh, she cracks it open. It is a like a huge set of ruby earrings that would be like I don't know, like how much could twenty thousand maybe and like ruby in earrings cost money? like twenty to fifty thousand? Yeah, like somewhere in that twelve dollars. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it's like a lot. Is it like a thing? And I'm just not aware of it. Like I was raised very evangelical, but like I don't recall like demons ever being super horny for rubies. No, nah, they're not a acting thing. like. Okay, because they're That's acting. <laughs> okay, right. I just wanted to be sure because they are like very adamant that the demon inside of Mariutis is like, "Holy shit, this kicks ass! I fucking love rubies! I fucking love rubies!" Like she's so excited. It's like, um, like dwarves, dragons, um, I... pirates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just yeah. It's weird because like so yeah. Well, I mean, when we get into it, because like Arden is kind of like. You know where I got this? The camps. And there was a there was a lady there, and she was wealthy, and she kept her earring because she kept swallowing them and passing them in her feces and picking them out and eating them again to store them, and she died of a stomach disorder, and I kept the, these shit-stained rubies, and I was hoping you'd be bothered by that, but you're not. And it's supposed to- They, like, tried to make a more fucked up version of the Christopher Walken Pulp Fiction watch story. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they were like, what if it was, like, fucked up and evil? Yeah. And instead of it being just like, I swallowed this watch over and over. Yeah, it's just like... The other thing, too, is at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, and then she died of uh, her stomach lacerations because it turns out you can't eat sharp gems a bunch every day. Yeah, which, by the way, is also the end of the Pulp Fiction story, too. It's like they can't stop stealing shit. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, now I'm sad because Mary Eunice wouldn't have wanted the shitty earrings. Um, Literally. You must not be Mary Eunice. Um, And I'm like. (laughs) Sorry, yeah. 
I, I'm not a demon, but if you handed me something worth like $25,000 and you were like, but it came out of an ass, I'd be like, well, it, it's still worth $25,000. So but that's, that's the other thing, too, because it's yeah, it's also like, I mean, I don't know. The it, implications that it came from like a Nazi death camp and it was like a Nazi profiting off the death of someone yeah. in said camps might be like a little off putting, to say the least. Right. But the, the he really does emphasize the, the poopy. And mm-hmm. it's like the poopy is not is the least of the problems here, my man, yeah. like far and away. Um. Yeah, and then he tries to, like, make her feel bad about that, and is like, yeah, I wish you wouldn't, and she's just like, you were a Nazi, my man. <laughs> like, I don't care Hot what kettle. you think, brother. Yeah, holy shit. Um, also, this entire scene and everything he does in it uh, does not line up with Arden's motives uh, down the line, so keep this scene in mind. It doesn't make any sense, given what he goes on to do. <laughs> we haven't talked to Lana in a while. We should check in on her because remember she's in Briarcliff after having a series of very unfortunate events. Uh, Lana's very bad, no good day was mm-hmm. our last episode, and now she's back in Briarcliff puking into a bedpan, and some nun we've never met before is comforting her. And Lana sees, um, I'm sorry, Lana, because they decide in this episode her name is Lana, not Lana. For some reason, they, um, yeah. every character calls her L- L- Lana, Lana instead of Lana. Lana. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why they just decided arbitrarily this episode that that's her name. Um, she sees like Kit behind um, kind of a curtainy thing, and she's like, "Who is that?" Even though I think she knows who it is, and the nurse is like, "Don't worry about it." And then she's like, "I don't have to puke anymore. Bye." And then she leaves. Um, <laughs> it's very it's very unclear how she identifies Kit. Because, yeah, it's behind, like, a surgical divider, which is, like, a you can see a silhouette. But, like, Kit is not, like, a particularly standout man as far as, like, build goes. Like, you would not see him and just be like, no one else here is that small of a little guy. Or, like, no one here is that tall or whatever, right? Except for Kit. No, it's just, like... It's like a really average build. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It'd be like anyone over there. He's just a guy. <laughs> he's just like, he's just a normal dude. Um, he has no really like distinguishing characteristics in that way. Uh, and then it cuts to a different part uh, of <laughs> somewhere else where Jude is talking to the head nun from a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you've got to get me back in Briarcliff. There is some shit going on in there. Uh, and the lead nun is like, I don't think I, I, like, I don't think I can. They, like, fired you. I don't know that I can get you, like, unfired or whatever. And she's like, look at me. I didn't even do, like, a hit and run or whatever. I'm, like, a way better nun and now. now. For the weird, and now for the weird pivot of, um... Jude really just fucking up her priorities severely mm-hmm. and forgetting that, like, we're on a demon and Nazi hunt. Sweetie, it is time to get out the swords. It is not time to mention that Starbucks has put happy holidays on the cup. But <laughs> you know what? That's what she fucking decides to do. Mm-hmm. She goes on a weird tirade about how, like, uh, the, the NBC broadcasters, all they're showing is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Jesus isn't in that at all. It's uh, terrible. And then the big nun's like, uh, okay, <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> Good talk, you champ. You probably relax. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so much. It's very funny, but it's so much. Um, and then... She gets a visitor and uh, she has to leave. And Arden has come to visit her at the ch- at the church, and he's like, "Hey, um, FYI, Mary Eunice might be a devil. Uh, can I maybe get your help with that?" And Jude's like, "No, fuck off. 
And he's like, please, what if I ask very nicely? And like, they want us to forget in this episode that Arden's a Nazi, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They just, he's a different man in this episode. Just, he's kind of a nothing character, but like. They try to play like he's Shadow the Hedgehog and it's like a reluctant alliance. They're like, I can't believe, I never thought I'd work with Shadow the Hedgehog. He's like, I never thought I'd work with you either, Sonic. Like, that's the kind of like play they have between these characters. And it's like, he was a Nazi doctor who killed people. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible experience. Experiments on people, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) And uh, so they make an uneasy alliance and then it cuts back to Briarcliff present day and the Monsignor is here because now he's back in the show Um, and he pulls out this very ominous foreshadowed giant red and white star that they're going (laughs) to top the tree with and he's like this was the special star that was on the like the one in New York or some shit Um, and it's like ah it's the Pope's it's the Pope's Sharukin here it is (laughs) yeah this is for you um and then the Monsignor kind of takes Mary Eunice aside and he's like, man, you're doing a really good job um, doing Jude's job. Um, you're real good at this. You're killing it. Um, one quick question, one quick aside. Do we really want the guy who killed like 20 people dressed as Santa Claus dressed as Santa Claus just walking around? Because I see that you've given him a Santa Claus outfit and you have, in fact, just let him have free run of the establishment and Mary Eunice is like it's fine and then it cuts to him with a lady on his lap I don't know why she agreed to be on his lap because he's kind of a weird fucking guy and um hey Ty do you want to do you want to lead us into the best uh the best pickup God line damn it, do I have yeah so like we've <laughs> we've discussed that there are the original what I thought was the worst way you could possibly like if you really need to like pull a ripcord and get out of a date that's going bad, you can just be like, daddy likey. And that's almost (laughs) instantly like, I'm out. No, we can't do that. Like, it's an intentional red flag. It's truly like flopping in soccer. Yeah. (laughs) Just throwing it down. Um, Then, um, God, what was the fucking terrible one about like, time to get my daily dose of uh, titty molecules. Yeah, baby needs titty milk or some shit. Colostrum. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, nope. Well, don't worry. We've got a new contender, and this Drum one's roll. holiday theme. <laughs> this is the this is the holiday DLC for. Hey, you want to go savage a few elves and suck on each other's bodies? I don't <laughs> even think he said bodies. Each other's bodies. He just, he just, he just says suck on, suck each, on other. each other. On each other. Somebody suck on each stop other. Me. Yeah, it's There's awful. Something- there's something so visceral about suck on each other that it's just like it's such a splash of cold water. I don't know why. Just that combination of words just truly yeah. is like a punch straight to the solar plexus. You want to go suck on each other? It's, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> you. No it, one's hot enough like to pull that off. A pleasant way. It's never like pleasant to like just be like, hey. Hey, I order you to suck. <laughs> like that's never gonna be good, right? Yeah. There's no, there's not enough like veneer on the planet to cover that shit up. <laughs> um, and just saying, like, it's almost trying to be like, well, if you know, if, uh, if it's mutual, it's fine, right? Yeah. It's like no, like, you still can. Like, like, and then saying like suck on each other it makes it sound like it's a, a weird non-sexual thing. Like you're just gonna like suck on each other's like elbows or something. <laughs> like it's gonna be a completely detached <laughs> experience. <laughs> 
I don't know. It's it's so, oh my god. And uh, she doesn't go for it. She's not into it. She gets up and <laughs> leaves. The first thing that made sense about this whole show, finally. Yeah, like... she was like, that's. She's like, no, thank you. And then she leaves. Um, and then uh, the Monsignor goes to Arden and is like, hey, Mary Eunice is really killing it, uh, isn't she? She's doing great. And then as it happens, um, that's when Mary <laughs> Eunice is like, hey, Frank, you want to go get a ladder so that you can put the um, really ominous star on top of and our he tree? Goes, great. I would I would love to put the shuriken from the Hokage up on the tree. <laughs> I think it would be great. And it's definitely not huge foreshadowing. And it's definitely not super obvious where this is going right. to go. Uh, then we get a really out of left field dream slash flashback sequence. Um, that's Kit's dream, I guess. Uh, and Kit is bringing in a Christmas tree um, into his dream house. Uh, and Alma, his wife, is there, and she's, like, super pregnant, and they have, like, an exchange. Um, and then he starts uh, kissing Alma's belly and, like, having oh, a yeah. moment, and then it, it she transmorphs into Grace. And he's way more excited to see Grace than Alma, even though they're both allegedly dead. Um, <sighs> and he's like, hey, Grace, I'm so Ooh. glad you're not dead, even though he didn't say that to Alma. Um, who was also presumed dead until one second ago. Uh, and then he starts making out with Grace and dancing with her. Um, make of that will you, what you will. <laughs> uh, and then Lana wakes him up and it's like, hey, bitch, wake up. Um, there's a manhunt for you. Um, I, you'd think that they would maybe check the one place that you like escape from. I don't know. Um, it seemed like you had a pretty clear motive when you did uh, assault that guy with a stapler and the jail that you escaped from. Um, but they don't know you're here for some reason. Also, if they don't know where you are, then nobody knows where I am either, which will be disproven in roughly 35 seconds. Right. Um, <laughs> and then Kit, like she like unplugs his, like they have him like drugged up on sedatives. Um, and then Kit like kind of like is groggily awake. And Lana's like, I'm not grace. And because he like calls her by grace's name. Uh, and then she's like, where is Grace? And then Kit's like, oh, Grace died. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you would have heard about that. But that's whatever. Um, and then Lana, like, has to, like, like takes a beat and, like, has to pretend she's not hype as hell that Grace isn't there because Grace was such a wet blanket. Um, and she's like, I'm going to take your drugs out so that we can get out of here. Uh, and she's like, also, by the way, we can prove your innocence because I know who the real killer is. It's Threadson. He's actually bloody face. Um why <laughs> which doesn't work because kit's wife was killed by alien abduction right. yeah not bloody face yeah and so her explanation of like yeah Threadson wanted to pin the murders on you um ta-da uh doesn't make any sense because he uh had, didn't do something that could have been related to bloody face <laughs> Um, but they, uh, somehow it worked. Um, and then that's the end of that scene. And now we're in the bakery. Um, Arden specifically is in the bakery and he lets Jude in to the bakery. I don't know if this is what the key was. I don't know why Arden wouldn't have a key to the bakery. Um, and Jude comes in and she's like, we're going to try, we're going to mousetrap Mary Eunice. Uh, I'm going to go wait in my old office and then you're going to send Mary Eunice up 
And then I guess we're going to do an exorcism. It's unclear what their plan is. But she's like, yeah, yeah, send her up and then we'll beat her ass in the Applebee's parking lot, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, legitimately. Like, that's all she has is, like, the Waffle House plan. Because <laughs> legitimately, it's just like, I'll be up in my office. You put her in there and and lock the door. Which, by the way... um, a, not a prison. B, even if this was a prison, not a cell. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't lock the like the warden's office from the outside. Right. That's not. Yeah. That's not how that works. Um, he does. You're not locked in here with me, etc. Like literally, though. He, like you, you can't lock. It's so dumb. Like, it's so dumb. And everyone's just like, oh, yeah, that plan makes sense. Uh, uh, 100%. <laughs> also, Arden just either... The thing is, it pisses me off because if this was a better written show, you would be able to see Arden not being like, by the way, she has telekinesis, dude. <laughs> As, like, a really clear tell that he's not you know, giving her the whole truth and like is clearly setting her up. But the show is so poorly written. You're like, did they forget that Arden got fucking tossed across a room like a sack of potatoes like <laughs> an episode ago? Or like, no. Okay. And also she should know that because she had a telekinesis fight with Mary Eunice right before getting kicked out of Briarcliff. So like hypothetically, Oh, right. yeah. They should all be aware yeah. of the potential issues of being locked in a room with Mary Eunice. Um, yeah, no, uh, that's the plan. I'm doing air quotes. That's the plan. Uh, and then <laughs> the Monsignor is like, hey, Mary Eunice. Uh, so Frank's going to put that on the tree, right? The star. Uh, that's going to be real cool. And then he goes to do it. He's up on a huge ladder and he's doing it. And in the most single most telegraphed event in human history, um, Lee, the crazy Santa Claus serial killer man's like, ah, time to murder, I guess. <laughs> Arbitrarily time to murder. And, um, and says nothing Christmas related at right? all when he does it. He's just like, well, <sighs> Yep. It's clobbering <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, it's clobbering time. Yeah, exactly. I'm hooking out. <laughs> and then he just pushes over the ladder that Frank's on, and Frank's like, whoa, what the? And Frank falls. I am Iron Man, he says, as he takes the star and jumps on top of somebody. <laughs> and then he tries to stab Frank with the star, and um, surprising no one, this doesn't work. Um, Frank does not die here. So this whole setup is for literally nothing um they could have just had him do the thing he's about to do instead and we could have skipped the weird frank thing altogether um because he does not successfully murder frank instead it just um everyone just witnessed that but is not too pressed about it and doesn't bring it up again um mary eunice the monsignor goes and then Mary Eunice goes, eh, two steps forward, one step back. Can't win them all. Yeah. Right, right, Chief? <laughs> and then everyone's like, all right, Christmas is still on. Keep Go about your business. We're still doing Christmas or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then Lana tries to make a phone call in a random room. Um, and then uh, Oliver Threadson's there, too, I guess. He just knows which of the many of hundreds of, of rooms are in uh, Briarcliff. Yeah, a lot, of, that a lot he... of instant transmission this episode right. based on opponent <laughs> location, no yeah. less. Like, yeah. Everyone, everyone's like solving pinhead puzzle boxes on accident all over. It turns out you pick up that phone. Yeah, Threadson can just pop up behind you. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Threadson needs to be nerfed immediately. I hate I hate that ability. It, it's too it, OP. It's like, it's just outrageous that... It, 
Like, why is he here? <laughs> he has so many other things going on. Here and um, in this room specifically. Yeah, the one phone. Am I expected to believe there's one phone in a show and, where we've seen and at it, least 20 phones? And he knows that Lana is specifically going to make a phone call right now with absolutely no context clues that would lead him to believe that Lana was going to make a phone call. We don't see like a also, shot of him like watching her talk to Kit or anything. Yeah. And to clarify, he's not waiting there, like, hidden in a corner behind, and she, like, busts in and starts dialing on the phone. No, like, she's in there getting set up, like, waiting for the call to go through, and then he, like, opens the door, and he's like, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> so a couple minutes later, and I would have been toast, huh? <laughs> you really are the unluckiest. Uh, convenient for your boy. You are the unluckiest <laughs> character on the <this> show. <laughs> uh, not me, though. I'm built different. Um, back uh, with Lee. Um, he gets thrown back in solitary confinement by Frank and he's still wearing his Santa outfit and he's like no you gotta take the Santa outfit off me I'm nasty why would you make Frank do it like hey guy who just got like knocked off a ladder and attacked you want to handle this alone real quick (laughs) you got that you're not shaking up or anything right just go do it yeah (laughs) don't worry about it and he's like no you gotta take me out of the Santa outfit I'm gonna be nasty forever if you leave it on me and Frank's like I don't give a shit and then mm-hmm. he starts to like walk away and Marionis is like hello I'm I'm behind you also uh my weird elaborate murder plan didn't work so I'm just gonna th- uh, slit your throat with a straight razor that's crazy bye um <laughs> and then she slits Frank's th- Frank's throat and the Santa guy's like that kicks ass can I have the straight razor and Marionis is like yeah in fact it's crazy I think you might be able to or you might be about to go on a rampage and then we start the funniest fucking reverse Uno I've ever seen in my life, which is where Jude is upstairs praying and waiting to um, Jesus fight Mary Eunice, I guess. And instead of Mary yeah. Eunice getting trapped in the room She's with her. She's charging her key mm-hmm. yeah. in case Frieza's like really strong right. when he gets up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she gets double crossed. And instead of Mary Eunice getting delivered here and locked inside with her, which um, again, not sure what Jude's plan was because Mary Eunice has fucking telekinesis. Um, they, she gets locked in there with the nasty Santa man. So wah, they essentially wah. just dump. <laughs> Yeah, they, they dump the nasty Santa man in there like it's the royal fucking rumble and lock him in there with Jude like, go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> feel like he's an alligator or something. Yeah, like it, you, you're getting, you're like, okay, time to fight the final boss and then just kick some random asshole in the door. Like, who's this fucking guy? Who's, who's this guy? Which, random mean, Santa, which Jude would have like the most minimal context for. Apparently, she just <laughs> left him, like threw him in there and then forgot about him for over a year. So she might just be like, who are you again? <laughs> and honestly, if we're being like 100% honest, like he's kind of a downgrade in difficulty from fighting like an actual demon right like he's just a guy telekinesis yeah (laughs) like this is just a dude dressed as santa claus they didn't like give him a club or anything like it's just a guy and and that's proof of it by the way like even though it's you know it's a little touch and go for uh, touch and go for jude who is unarmed in this fight or whatever uh, you know no she actually handles it you know what i mean like it's 
Also, yeah. currently, uh, deploy. Maybe you need to warm him up, give him a little bit of physical training, feed him up a little bit. Because yeah, right now his stats are dog shit. He's batting zero. He will try to tackle a guy off a ladder and then stab him with like a sharp piece of glass. Yeah. What should be just a total freebie and botch the shit out of it. And don't worry, he's gonna botch it again. <laughs> He's not he's not very like good at what he does. Um surprising no one. Um and then it's like, "Oh, this is the reveal that Arden double-crossed Jude for some reason cuz he's like, Mary Eunice, do you believe me that I'm I'm a nice boy now right? for you only?" Yeah. <laughs> like now he, he says something like, "I trust I'm no longer under suspicion or or I'm trustworthy or some shit." I forget. You must you must no longer question my devotion. That's it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. Um, and in the meantime, while this is going on, um, Jude is PvPing against Lee in the office in the again the Royal Rumble, the Rage in the Cage, um, and they're just like fist fighting essentially. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Threadson unplugs the phone that Lana was about to use, and Alana's like, "Hey, how did you find me?" And he's like, oh, you were in an accident, and then they printed in the newspaper that you were in an accident and that you got sent back to Briarcliff, which is, you know, um, 30 seconds ago, her whole issue was, oh, fuck, no one knows I got sent back to Briarcliff. No one knows I'm here. Um, apparently not. They printed it in the newspapers, actually. Um, so also, I, I'm why not- <laughs> would the newspapers print this? It's unclear why that would happen either. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, um, and it doesn't make any sense. And then he's like, Lana, I'm so mad because you made me kill Bloody Face. I had to get rid of all my Bloody Face stuff because... Oh my gear. Um, <laughs> I guess I was going to get caught, question mark? And I'm like, that sounds like a fucking skill issue to me, brother. Um, he's like talking about it like I imagine a um, like a luchador who would talk about having to abandon a persona and like get a new mask and stuff. Like It's like a whole career move for him. He's really upset about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's like super scrub quotey about it um, and is like super mad. He's like, well, now I have to murder you IRL so I can make a new bloody face mask. Um, and then Kit also magically knows what room to go to and shows up and bonks him on the head with I can only assume like a milk canister. I have no a keg. I don't know. Yeah, uh, no, it's like a milk jug. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes down like a sack of potatoes. Uh, meanwhile, Jude is still literally wrestling the Santa Claus guy. Um, and then it cuts back to Lana and Kit, and she's like, we got a murder thread set. And I'm like, thank you. Finally, someone has some sense. And Kit's like, no, we need him so I don't go to jail or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, no, you have... You, you, you'd you be fine. I'm sure you'd be he'll, fine. I'm sure he'll tell the truth under questioning, like before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, what do you think you're going to get out of him? Like, he clearly is very good at lying to the point that he, like, did a whole character. And got rid of all of <laughs> his know? evidence. He just said he got rid of all of his evidence. So. Yes. What are you going to get glean from him being alive that you wouldn't get if he was dead? Anyway. He's a really good <sighs> actor. Please. We need him. <laughs> and now we're in uh, the, the body shoots. We haven't had anything happen in there in a while. Um, and we're in the body shoots. Arden is wheeling Grace's dead body down the body tunnel. I'm not sure why that's Arden's job all of the sudden. Um, but he's doing it and then he gets hit by an EMP. Um, and I'm not joking. He gets hit by like an EMP. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's hella flashing lights with no strobe warning. Um, and then the body is just gone inexplicably. This is the second time that aliens have stolen a person from, um, 
a landlocked location that has Grace no twice. windows. Yeah, it's been Grace both times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how these aliens keep doing it, that they keep getting into like completely locked areas that are deep within other areas without um, any windows of any kind. But they keep doing it. Sure. Um, and now she got <laughs> teleported away, I guess. And uh, Arden's like, what the? Maybe we should have listened to that kit guy about the aliens. He doesn't say that, but he should because this it would make it a better show. He said like, oh, um, right. The microchip. The microchip. I neck. forgot about that with the demon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the thing I saw that was absolute proof of this. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, well. Well, Jude is up there uh, fighting the Santa guy again, and um, he's just, like, taking a really long time. This is the second time that we have a killer just get totally, this guy in particular, get totally duffed because he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to fart around and not really get done with this, which is, again, part of the tension of horror, right? Is it, are they going to, you know, like, how long are they going to delay this as opposed to are they capable? Um, and he just, like, does – he. I think it's, like, the cane, the the thing with the switches and canes yeah. opens up. And he gets really excited because, like, he remembers getting hit with the switches and he's like, oh, perfect. This works. This works great. I love this. Um and when he's like messing around with the canes, he's just like, "Okay, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna stab you now." Okay, <laughs> and he's like, "All right," and just like gets stabbed in the neck. I don't. It's, it's just like really badly done. It's unclear why uh, Jude wins. It just like there is an exchange, and Jude is not bleeding. Yeah, is kind of what happens. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and then it's GG uh, for the Santa Man because we didn't need him for more than one episode. God forbid he lives he to could, the non-Christmas themed episodes. Afford, He's yeah, gotta right. go. They couldn't afford can we him. get a quick? Can we get a quick summary of everything the Santa Man did? Okay. Um, not including getting backstory, so just things that happened to the main characters and plot. Um, so he beefed killing Mary someone. Mary talked to him. He didn't kill someone, and then he didn't kill someone, and then he died. He did say, "Do you want to go suck each other?" To a lady. Hmm. You know what? That's a yeah. great point, Liz. I almost forgot what he said. We could, we should go suck each other. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is maybe a new record for a character that didn't need to exist in any capacity. <laughs> like, didn't it did nothing? But we needed a Christmas theme episode, so why not a completely forgettable serial killer? <laughs> like the, the, even the Santa thing is so tenuous. What the fuck? Old Santa, old Santa, no themes. That's me. <laughs> uh, but that's not even the last uh, scene of this episode. There's one more scene where um, Lana and Kit put Threadson in a room with like um, a gay baby jail made out of mattresses. They, they, yeah, they put up. They put up literally like a like a yeah, like a like a dog kennel or like a baby fence, like a ba yeah something mm -hmm. like that, and like put. They put pillows over it, which I'm like, or they put like mattresses over it. And I'm like, I don't know if that's more to try and deaden the noise or more like you better not try and kill yourself on like a pipe or something, <laughs> Mr. Man. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have him gagged, too. So like, even if it was for noise, like he's already gagged. I don't know. It's very stupid. And then Lana's like, I'm going to fucking kill you when this is over. Um, And then that's the end of the episode. Merry Christmas. What did we learn? This this has the most episodes of any uh, season of American Horror Story, which is like thirteen, which is a normal season, and it's just like this is like there's so much filler, you know. Is this even considered filler at this point? I mean, I guess we saw like we saw Jude like try and do a, a plan again, air quotes, a plan, but that's about it. Um, 
it didn't work and nothing really happened. Frank's dead. Hmm. That happened, I guess. With the Frank's dead. Oh, and yeah. Frank is dead. Does that count as anything? That's like... Hmm. That's like having an episode where Barney dies on The Simpsons. It's like kind of like, okay. Like, I mean, you know, it, it, like if The Simpsons was only one season and then they could bring Barney back as someone in like, you know, a week. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it maybe it's like The Simpsons when remember when they like had Skinner revealed that he's not really Seymour Skinner and you're kind of like oh all right thanks for that I guess and then they just like moved on oh you mean like literally one of the most hated moments yeah. in Simpsons yeah history? that's the one I yeah, mean I do know that's the one <laughs> yeah yeah that one specifically that's what a what an oddly specific thing to choose. <laughs> <laughs> The, the exact uh, episode that many people point to as the part where Simpsons got bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That'll do it. That'll do it. Lord in heaven. And hey, y'all, um, if you enjoyed this episode, um, as the podcast, not the show, um, you should check out our Patreon. And um, we just put another episode up. Well, it'll be like a week and a half, two, three weeks. It'll be a while ago now when this episode goes out, but there's an episode, Rubber Woman, part part one. They made. Hey, if you loved Rubber Man, um, <laughs> you'll probably also uh, hate this one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, con- consider checking that out. <laughs> It'll be a great time. Oh. And that is uh, patreon.com slash great and terrible AHS. And the and is, in fact, written out. It is not an ampersand. All right, sick. With that out of the way, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, everybody. Bye.